Modern World History, Patterns of Interaction, Chapter 8, Section 1, Latin American Peoples Win Independence. Setting the Stage The successful American Revolution, the French Revolution, and the Enlightenment changed ideas about who should control government. Ideas of liberty, equality, and democratic rule found their way across the seas to European colonies. In Latin America, most of the population resented the domination of European colonial powers. The time seemed right for the people who lived there to sweep away old colonial masters and gain control of the land. Colonial Society Divided In Latin American colonial society, class dictated people's place in society and jobs. At the top of Spanish-American society were the peninsulares, people who had been born in Spain, which is on the Iberian Peninsula. They formed a tiny percentage of the population. Only peninsulares could hold high office in Spanish colonial government. Creoles, Spaniards born in Latin America, were below the peninsulares in rank. Creoles could not hold high-level politi political office, but they could rise as officers in the Spanish colonial armies. Together, these two groups controlled land, wealth, and power in the Spanish colonies. Below the peninsulares and creoles came the mestizos, persons of mixed European and Indian ancestry. Next were the mulatos, persons of mixed European and African ancestry, and enslaved Africans. Indians were at the bottom of the social ladder. Revolutions in the Americas By the late 1700s, colonists in Latin America, already aware of Enlightenment ideas, were electrified by the news of the American and French revolutions. The success of the American Revolution encouraged them to try to gain freedom from their European masters. Revolution in Haiti The French colony called Saint-Dominique was, Dominique, was the first Latin American territory to free itself from European rule. The colony, known as Haiti, occupied the western third of the island of Hispaniola in the Caribbean Sea. Nearly 500,000 enslaved Africans worked on French plantations and they outnumbered their masters dramatically. White masters used brutal methods to terrorize them and keep them powerless. While the French Revolution was taking place, oppressed people in the French colony of Haiti rose up against their French masters. In August 1791, 100,000 enslaved Africans rose in revolt. A leader soon emerged, Toussaint Louverture. Formerly enslaved, Toussaint was unfamiliar with military and diplomatic matters. Even so, he rose to become a skilled general and diplomat. By 1801, Toussaint had taken control of the entire island and freed all the enslaved Africans. In January 1802, 30,000 French troops landed on Saint-Dominique to remove Toussaint from power. In May, Toussaint agreed to halt the revolution and um, if the French would end slavery. Despite the agreement, the French soon accused him of planning another uprising. They seized him and sent him to prison in the French Alps, where he died in April 1803. Haiti's Independence Toussaint's lieutenant, Jean-Jacques Dessalines, took up the fight for freedom. On January 1, 1804, General Dessalines declared the colony an independent country. It was the first black colony to free itself from European control. Dessalines called the country Haiti, which in the language of the Arawak natives means, or meant, mountainous land. 
Creoles lead independence. Even though they could not hold high public office, Creoles were the least oppressed of those born in Latin America. They were also the best educated. In fact, many wealthy young Creoles traveled to Europe for their education. In Europe, they read about and adopted Enlightenment ideas. When they returned to Latin America, they brought the ideas of revolution with them. Napoleon's conquest of Spain in 1808 triggered revolts in the Spanish colonies. Removing Spain's King Ferdinand VII, Napoleon made his brother Joseph King of Spain. Many Creoles might have supported a Spanish king. However, they felt no loyalty to a king imposed by the French. Creoles, recalling Locke's idea of the consent of the governed, argued that when the real king was removed, power shifted to the people. In 1810, rebellion broke out in several parts of Latin America. The drive towards independence had begun. The South American Wars of Independence rested on the achievements of two brilliant Creole generals. One was Simon Bolivar, a wealthy Venezuelan Creole. The other great liberator was José de San Martín, an Argentinian. Bolivar's Route to Victory Simón Bolívar's native Venezuela declared its independence from Spain in 1811. But the struggle for independence had only begun. Bolívar's volunteer army of revolutionaries suffered numerous defeats. Twice, Bolívar had to go into exile. A turning point came in August 1819. Bolívar led 2,000 soldiers on a daring march through the Andes onto what is now Colombia. Coming from this direction, he took the Spanish army in Bogota completely by surprise and won a decisive victory. By 1821, Bolivar had won Venezuela's independence. Then they marched south into Ecuador. In Ecuador, Bolivar finally met José de San Martín. Together they would decide the future of the Latin American revolutionary movement. San Martín leads Southern Liberation Forces. San Martín's Argentina declared its independence in 1816. However, Spanish forces in nearby Chile and Peru still posed a threat. In 1817, San Martín led an army on a grueling march across the Andes to Chile. He was joined there by, the forces, by forces led by Bernardo O'Higgins, son of a former viceroy of Peru. With O'Higgins' help, San Martín finally freed Chile. In 1821, San Martín planned to drive the remaining Spanish forces out of Lima, Peru. But to do so, he needed a much larger force. San Martín and Bolívar discussed this problem when they met at Guayalquil, Ecuador, in 1822. No one knows how the two men reached an agreement, but San Martín left his army for Bolívar to command. With unified revolutionary forces, Bolívar's army went on to defeat the Spanish at the Battle of Aguacho, Peru, on December 9th, 1824. In this last major battle of the War for Independence, the Spanish colonies in Latin America won their freedom. The future countries of Venezuela, Colombia, Panama, and Ecuador were united into a country called Gran Colombia. Mexico and Spanish rule. In most Latin American countries, Creoles led the revolutionary movements. But in Mexico, ethnic and racial groups mixed more freely. There, Indians and mestizos played the leading role. A cry for freedom. In 1810, Padre Miguel Hidalgo, a priest in a small village of Dolores, took the first step towards independence. Hidalgo was a poor but well-educated man. He firmly believed in Enlightenment ideals. On September 16, 1810, he rang the bells of his village church. 
when the peasants gathered in the church, he issued a call for rebellion against the Spanish. Today, that call is known as the Grito de Dolores, the cry of Dolores. The very next day, Hidalgo's Indian and Mestizo followers began a march towards Mexico City. This unruly army soon numbered 80,000 men. The uprising of the lower classes alarmed the Spanish army and Creoles, who feared the loss of their property, control of the land, and their lives. The army defeated Hidalgo in 1811. The rebels then rallied around another strong leader, Padre Jose Maria Morelos. Morelos led the revolution for four years. However, in 1815, a Creole officer, Agustin de Iturbide, defeated him. Mexico's independence. Events in Mexico took yet another turn in 1820 when a revolution in Spain put a liberal group there in power there. Mexico's Creoles feared the loss of their privileges in the Spanish-controlled colony. They also united in support of Mexico's independence from Spain. Ironically, Agustin de Iturbide, the man who defeated the rebel Padre Morelos, proclaimed independence in 1821. Before the Mexican Revolution, Central America was part of the viceroyalty of New Spain. It had been governed by the Spanish from a seat of colonial government in Mexico. In 1821, several Central American states declared their independence from Spain, and from Mexico as well. However, Iturbide, who declared himself emperor, refused to recognize the Declaration of Independence. Iturbide was finally overthrown in 1823. Central America then declared its absolute independence from Mexico. It took the name United Provinces of Central America. The future countries of Nicaragua, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, and Costa Rica would develop in this region. Brazil's Royal Liberator Brazil's quest for independence was unique in this period of Latin American history because it occurred without violent upheavals or widespread bloodshed. In fact, a member of the Portuguese royal family actually played a key role in freeing Brazil from Portugal. In 1807, Napoleon's armies invaded both Spain and Portugal. Napoleon's aim was cl to close the ports of these countries to British shipping. As French troops approached Lisbon, the Portuguese capital, Prince John, later King John VI, and the royal family boarded ships to escape capture. They took their court and royal treasury to Portugal's largest colony, Brazil. Rio de Janeiro became the capital of the Portuguese Empire. For 14 years, the Portuguese ran their empire from Brazil. After Napoleon's defeat in 1815, King John and the Portuguese government returned to Portugal six years later. Dom Pedro, King John's son, stayed behind in Brazil. King John planned to make Brazil a colony again. However, many Brazilians could not accept a return to colonial status. In 1822, Creoles demanded Brazil's independence from Portugal. 8,000 Brazilians signed a petition asking Dom Pedro to rule. He agreed. On September 7, 1822, he officially declared Brazil's independence. Brazil had won its independence in a bloodless revolution. Meanwhile, the ideas of the French Revolution and the aftermath of Napoleonic Wars were causing upheaval in Europe, as you will learn in Section 2.